You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. It is easy. Uh, yeah, so going straight into it, doing shoulder raises um, is not good for my back right now because you did a neck crank and I think something's going on with my neck and it's, mm. it's impinging on it. Because my arm was always getting numb. Like when I lay down a certain way, yeah, my right arm goes numb. So oh, like, that's right. I remember you telling me a while back. Yeah, and uh, I was told like, oh, it's it could be like a pinched nerve. You should get it looked at. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I should look into that, and I never did. So it got better over time, and then yesterday I did shoulder lifts because I forgot that that aggravates it, and then today it's like, oh, I can't look in one direction without pain. I have to like move my whole upper body. So. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and that's why uh, that's why I am grateful that there's weight classes in jujitsu. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. I know. I know. We talked about how jujitsu is supposed to be able to work against any size. I get it, but training it is very different than like using it in a street situation. Definitely. So yes. That's that's. Yeah. Anyways, but also, and I, I think I even asked you this at one point. I was like, "Is it even possible, especially for BJJ, to go like half waza?" Yeah, if that you know what I mean. Yeah, you can just Cause, drill because I know for a fact, like when you and I were doing rounds, you know, I was I was kind of going a hundred percent at certain times, and I didn't know because I didn't really see a reaction. I was like, "All right, well, I guess he can take, you know, like my." whatever, however I'm holding him or whatever. So, well, I, technically, I did. Yeah. So I yeah. <laughs> And now you're paying the price, but you're paying the price for it. Yeah, um, yeah. We just, but that, that's like a a white belt mistake, though. Like yeah. I should have said something, but I thought we were. I didn't think it was going to affect me the way it did. So now I know going forward. So that that helps a lot. Yeah, but yeah. Now it's it's good to be aware. It's good to be aware that that was a thing that happened, and uh, you live, you learn. But it goes right into the point I wanted to talk about, where it was, how do you train when injured? You know what mm. I mean. And because I feel like, especially when we trained together in Aiki Jiu Jitsu, everybody was banged up on some level. Oh, yeah. Somebody's ankle, somebody's wrist. Everybody's somebody's joints are all taped up. Somebody's shoulder. Yeah. Right. But like, that's a very old school. That's a very old school martial art. That's a, we had a very old school teacher. Yeah. Excuse me. I mean, I'm thinking more about the realm of uh, today. So, like, I wanted to do BJJ drills, I wanted to do posture and positioning drills and scramble drills stuff that wasn't really like trying to kill each other just Mm -hmm. trying to drill in the movements and and get around and condition i wanted to do some bag work or uh, some pad work with some striking for some cardio i can't do any of it so it's like what do you do to train and i know in a perfect world i would get on the bike and just do that and right you know what i mean or or go jump into a shallow pool and just run laps in a pool yeah that's perfect but we don't have a fitness facility so it's uh like, how do you train at that point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, how often have you been hurt or injured? Because I've never really see you, seen you. I've seen you suffer through a workout, but I've never seen you be like, man, I'm fucked up. I'm injured. I can't do anything. I'm trying to think. I mean, what sport related or martial arts re- related, um, I haven't really been in that scenario. I Okay. I would say with Ike, like when, when I first started, like my wrists were just fucked. Um, but what I did was a lot of condition. That's when I decided to start work on conditioning, you know, and stretching a lot. So it wasn't necessarily like doing, um, like wrist curls with a weight. It was more of like, uh, the stuff we do when we warm up, you know, how we put yeah, our, stretching get, your wrists. Yeah. Stretching out yeah. the wrists, 
stuff like that. And then slowly but surely, like, the pain just went away within a couple days, yeah. you know, and then obviously continuing to do that art, it build, you build that condition in your wrist just from doing Ikey's, you know. Correct. Um, but when you talk about something like the back or a leg or an arm, shoulder, whatever. Like a um, major component. Yeah, yeah. I mean, work-related, I've thrown my back out before. Oh, once, that's the worst throwing your back out. Once when I was like seventeen or eighteen. Ooh. Um. Actually, no, it wasn't work related. It was school related. When I was taking culinary in high school. What happened? Uh, I was lifting up a huge. So you pick something up. Mixing bowl. It was like a fifty quart mixing bowl full oh. of just bread dough or whatever. Full, and yeah. of course, I didn't have proper po- posture and cracked your back. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Uh, I was actually out of school like the next day, and I I had to wear a brace. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was bad. Even work I had to call out cause I was working at stop and shop at the time. Yeah. Uh, part time. But, um, other than that, I mean, anytime I feel some sort of pain, I just try to massage. I mean, cause most of my pain has always been nerve or muscle related, not necessarily bone. Like I've never broken a bone before, so I've never had to do any like therapy afterwards well, that's throughout good. the healing. Yeah. I've never fractured a bone, you know? So it, all my injuries have been muscle or nerve related. Um, so you've been able to work around them. Right. Or I would, you know, we have the internet now, Google. It's like, what can I do um, to increase the healing process? That way I could get back to doing my everyday yeah, thing yeah. or get back into that particular exercise. Right. Um, I think for me, the biggest, the most debilitating thing was recently with my back. Right. Was when I threw out my lower back. Yeah. And I was out for four four long times yeah i was off i was like unable to do anything and yeah. that was horrible and i was atrophying everything off everything i ever gained came off and i was like well that's cool starting from ground zero that's yeah. awesome starting from nothing You're trying to build everything back up <clears throat> um side note about ike you know what's funny i'm seeing a lot of more like techniques that we've trained in ike start getting used in MMA and it's funny because people keep mentioning like wow there's just such a crazy technique and I'm just like oh you guys didn't know about that like there was a John Jones breakdown and they were talking about how John Jones cranks on the elbow from the outside and he lifts I was like oh yeah that's like our fourth kata like in uh, Orange Bell mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah seeing a lot more traditional moves yeah you're starting to see that and it's like wow it's like he's trying to like tear the muscle and I was like well yeah that's what happens yeah. <laughs> that's what happens when that movie gets done yeah and it's really cool and then um it's cool because i don't think modern martial artists know the traditional background on a lot of these things oh of course not i don't think they know i think they understand a little bit but i think they just look at it from the sport perspective yes and they don't see the traditional side where um like i, I there's a guy who used to do aikido who's training in mma and he posts videos of trying to use Aikido moves within MMA and seeing if they work. And for the most part, it doesn't work because uh, Aikido, I believe, is like it was based off of weaponry, not um, hand to hand. So it doesn't really work the same way. But he, I think he did like a, a Nikio or something at some point. And somebody was saying how it would work if you did it fast enough or it would not work because you did it too fast. Hmm. So it's one of those internal battles of, well, what does work, what doesn't work. But then fast forward three weeks, I, I hear people talking about how, um, I forgot who was on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, but they were talking about how 
one of their instructors taught them a wrist lock that they used on the ground and it like almost broke this dude's wrist and he gave up and they were like wow so effective blah 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 and i was like motherfuckers have been talking shit about wrist locks like all all the way since ufc started like wrist locks don't work eye pokes don't work i'm like dude shut up shut up why do they stop fights with eye pokes like shut up (laughs) like it's just but it, it was really cool to see that to me it was really cool to see that um i feel like the worst part about back injuries that you can't do anything like you know yes the most i did was planks bridges push-ups and when i could i did pull-ups and mm-hmm. that was it and that took me three months to get to mm-hmm. two and a half three months to get to and i could only do super small amounts because too much more would aggravate it i actually not to interrupt you i just remembered um the last injury i had was a sciatica issue oh about, really uh yeah it was probably about six years ago um <clears throat> I yeah I wasn't married yet. It was like six or seven years ago. I had I don't even know what I did to be honest. Um, but all of a sudden, just this pain from literally my ass just down to my foot, just my entire leg, everything, and it was weird. And I dreaded driving. Or if I was in, if I was going to be sitting for more than like twenty minutes, I dreaded getting up because. It would hurt to sit down, but then after like a minute or two, it's like, oh, the the fade away. I mean, like instantly the pain, there was just no pain. Oh, okay. You know, and at the time I was working in New Haven, that's like a 40 minute drive back and forth. Right. So, you know, getting, just getting out of the car. I mean, I would cry like every time, not exaggerating. Like I would literally, I shed a tear. Like it was that painful. Oh man. What helped me. And I went through this pain for an entire year because I didn't know what else to do. I tried stretching it out. I tried doing other sorts of therapy. Nothing worked. Um, that ab roller that I brought here, that wheel. Yeah. For the court. I would say within three or four days of using it every day for 10 minutes, gone. And it's been gone since. Okay. Yeah. A little weird. It, exactly. So it was... And I wasn't even, uh, that wasn't something I even looked up. I bought that because I wanted abs right? years ago, you know, but I realized after doing that particular exercise, I was like, wow, this is actually training like the entire core front and back. Yeah. And yeah, within three or four days, just pain was gone. <clears throat> so I feel like certain exercises, man, just to get, you know, I'm sorry, we'll get back to the oh. topic, but yeah, I feel like there's other, there's ways to work around it ways to work around that certain right muscle group to help heal right i mean um pat mcnamara was just interviewed and talked about how he works with people who are uh what is it with parkinson's so he helps people with parkinson's do heavy bag work and like work out and shit and uh he was saying it's just it's not he was saying it's easy to sit on the couch and not do anything, but you see these people who don't have the physical ability to do shit yeah. are doing everything they can to do something and it helps. And there's always all those videos now of, uh, the special needs kid who's doing like powerlifting. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. He's having like, he's like shaking the whole time. Like he's, uh, he's having a, a tremor the whole time and he goes down and he grabs the bar you see him concentrate and you see him like start lifting and he's pulling significant weight. I'm surprised he's able to do it and not hurt himself. 
and he's doing like cleans and deadlifts and shit like that off the ground and he's it's incredible hmm. it's incredible to see him do it you haven't seen that video no oh man oh yeah you don't go on social media not often i forgot about that yeah man so that's so weird you don't go on social media you know what it, 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 here's the thing i go on social media i go on facebook but I don't use Facebook for the social media aspect. Oh, I got, use it for the marketplace. You got to go. You got to go on a like. Because I'm into buying and selling stuff. You got to go into like Twitter. Get into stocks. man. You know, I have I have Twitter and <laughs> I only have Twitter because you told me to get Twitter a while right. back. Well, I implied, I, <laughs> that implies that you should use it and not just sign up and then never use I it. I just I don't know. Like it's you know what it is? No. Back in the day when MySpace was the shit, right? And right. everybody was on MySpace. That was probably like what the only social media back in the day. I can't really think of what else was out then that everybody else was using but MySpace. There was like the little avatar chat rooms that you could go in. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as Facebook became popular and everybody was moving to Facebook, I was like, fuck. Now I got to refriend everybody, go through this yeah. process. Create yes. Yes, it takes effort to have friends. Yeah. So now I'm in this issue. I'm having this issue, right? Where I'm like, wait a second. Why am I going to add this person as a friend on all my social medias when I could just get in touch with that person on this one? Well, for example, I don't use Facebook anymore. Okay. So I... that And that's a... That's a belief thing. Like, I don't want to use Facebook after all of their... All of that shit came out with, uh, like, what they do with your hidden data, what they do for advertising with Cambridge Analytics, how they sell your data to other companies for advertisements. Mm. So I, I uninstalled. The, I still have a Facebook account. I just don't go on it. I don't yeah. go on Facebook. I don't check it. I don't click on it. I don't. I don't do anything with that. I don't uh, go on the app. I mean, the only thing I have, I think, is Messenger on my phone, and that's not even something I wanted to do. But it's because I got invited to like a hockey group in there, so I had to keep it, and that's it. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Well, I don't follow everybody from Facebook on Twitter. I actually don't follow anybody from Facebook on Twitter because fuck them. I don't. I don't need to hear. And the thing too is like I don't have that many friends, anyways. Like even the people that I'm friends with on Facebook, I, I mean, really, I just see. Oh, okay, my wife tagged me in something, you know. Like, I don't really... Well, here's the cool thing about the internet. You can just interact with people all over the world. Right. But... So, you don't need... So, for example, I there's people I follow on Twitter who I've never met. They're in Toronto. They're in D.C. They're in California. They're in Florida. They're in the U.K. They're in Ireland. They're uh, in France. They're in Spain. They're in Italy. They're all over. Australia. New Zealand. Um... And it's cool because I don't, I haven't met them, but they post about their day-to-day ideas about what's going on with politics or in their society or what they believe as far as shit like that. And it's cool because thanks to the internet, I can see it. I, I guess. <laughs> I just, you know, it helps it, you form a worldview and a global opinion about things compared to, see, oh I, no, my town says this, so I believe in this and this only, yeah. compared to, oh no, I can see how this policy here is different yeah. from a policy over in Australia. Oh, and oh look, their lives are actually totally <clears> fine because <throat> of that policy, compared to ours, where we keep freaking out about how it doesn't work. Oh look, and 
this area, they, they don't have to pay for this because it's handled by the government. Wow, their lives seem pretty good because of it. Wow, they're talking about it and about how it's not really that big of a deal. Meanwhile, here in America, everybody's freaking out about shit, getting pissed about shit. It's like, oh, look, but this isn't something to be that mad about because, look, it works at all these other places around the world. That's kind of cool. That's neat. <laughs> wow. See, that's too much thinking for me. Like, I just... Here's what goes on in my mind. Oh, I got to wake up, go to work, go home, live my life. I, I'm Life's too short to be worrying about this person, you know, like th- what this country is doing. And I get it. it. Certain things are good to know, but I just don't have time for it. I, I, I have my life. You know what I mean? I'm here. I got to deal with the policies here. So I have bills to pay. I have a kid. No, I, I get it. You know, I get I, it, but like, but like, I don't know if you get it. No, <laughs> like, I, I get, I get, it, I, get like, I get what you mean because like the policies that affect you here are already in play in, in, in other places. But see, but even then, I don't even think about. It. I, I'm one of those guys. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna put this out there. I go with the flow. Oh, I know you do. I you know what I mean? Flow. I go with the flow. Too. And I'm one of those guys who's just literally, literally is just like it is what it is. Yeah, you know? it is what it is. I'm, I'm one person. What am I gonna do? To uh, then again, you're gonna change the world, Mikey. Yeah, you know, <laughs> people have those stories though. It's like you know what? I was living in the slums, and I'm gonna be that person that changes the world. And they go and do it. I'm not gonna be that person. I'm not gonna fucking be that person because I don't want to be that person. Okay, That's right. I go with the flow. I'm like That's water. Fine. All right, it's fine. No, I, I, I just, get. I that. just keep going. I get it. I get it. It's just you. Just do your thing. So you like you yeah. don't want contact with anybody. It's not that I don't want contact with anybody. I just I don't want to go talk to somebody in Greece, you know, just because I'm interested so in say, Greece. So let's say you have uh, a group in China that find your streaming channel on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Microscopics. Okay. And let's say they find the channel, and let's say they want to have a Q and A with you. Now, okay. This will involve you interacting through Twitter for a live Q and A feed. <laughs> this means you assuming I will have a Twitter. You just said aso- you did associated with the channel, though. But yeah. go on. But they could ask, "Do you have a Twitter handle?" And I would say, "Yeah, don't bother though. You they, post, you you send me anything, tweet me anything." And they would anything. say, "Well, the the primary community that we have is actually <laughs> held Twitter hosted user. through Twitter, and that's how we interact with our followers. So that's where we're going to be hosting this medium." Here's I'll tell I'll tell you what. My- so no 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 no. So so what would you so in that in that point of the situation would you refuse to use Twitter or would you I don't or handle, would you just use it? At that I don't point? handle my channel social media. I have somebody that does that. Oh, you have a social media associate. Yes. Ah, right. Because so, I don't want to deal with it. Right. So you would say I'm going to decline the Q and A because I don't want to deal with it. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. If it was a video live Q and A. No, it's it's, it's like tw- which is Twitter. So Twitter it's doesn't like an do AMA. Do you know what AMA is? No, it's a ask me anything. Okay. So for example, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who's fighting Anthony Pettis this Saturday, did an AMA on the MMA subreddit. So he said, "Hey guys, I'm here. Go ahead and post your questions. It's a giant forum. People post questions. What's it like training with your dad? Or how did you overcome your MCL ACL injuries?" Yeah, see, and then and I gotta like type. That. You know, I'd, I'd rather just say it in a video. It's just it's quicker. It's easier. Okay, so you're. So I'd have to find a platform that would do that, which you can't do video on Twitter, right? You can. You can do it. Yeah, you can do a live video. The NWHL hosts all of their games free 
on uh, Twitter video. Twitter oh. live, technically. Oh, okay. You can do it. Well, then I, I would do that then. I, it's not up to what you want to do. It's about what these fans want to do. Well, if the fans send in a question, hey, can you just tweet your answers to our questions? Yeah. Then I would respond in a tweet. Absolutely. There you go. But okay. until then, you're my fan. <laughs> I do what the fuck I want. No, that's fine. You know what I mean? No, that's fine. I'm just, I'm trying to understand your level of, of empathy to the rest of the world that uses these mediums that you don't use. I mean, P- listen, <laughs> I, I, it's not like I think differently of people that I know use, you don't. I mean, dude, I have an Instagram. No, I know. I know. I know you don't. I've never been on it. I know. I created an account and I was like, oh, look, I could sync friends from Facebook. But there you go. Well, like you're already affiliated with that. So why use another even thing? Use another. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of social medias that are like that, though. It's like, oh, do I you want to just, you know, from sync up your Facebook friends? Like, well, you oh, don't have another. To. They also yeah. ask to sync up your like but, phone friends. And it's like, no. Yeah. Don't go find my contacts and then yeah. try to find people to reach out and then text them a link invite. Don't do that. Yeah. No, that's a part of social engineering I'm not a fan of. But I'm just wondering about like your hands off policy on I'm not interacting with anybody outside of my town. I'm no, trying no, to understand no, 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 like, no, no, no. that policy of like, no, no, no. I'm not what getting I involved said, with I, anybody. I, okay, I think there was a misunderstanding. <laughs> what I was saying was I won't personally go out to find people. If people come to me and then some sort of conversation starts, depending on the topic. But you're then, talking about because you're not on this being a presence, though, you're talking about in person, right? Like if somebody runs into you at the grocery store. Regardless, store. even if it was channel related. If it was related okay. to my YouTube channel and someone from another country contacted me. Right. First off, what are they contacting me about? The channel or they're going to send me a random fact about their country and they want my well, if they're my, their, their, my take on it. Well, it could be, hey, like we have a we have a we have a limited time frame to watch your videos because we have a we have a band like bandwidth window here in our country because we have we don't have the same freedom of media that you do. Right. Is there any way you can condense your videos into a recap? See, but then it's channel related, not the. That's how I see it. That's channel related on my part, not right. country. Although it's related to their country, but I don't see it like that. It's like okay, well, you're just in an area where I ha- I would have to make a more condensed right video. Right. That's all. Right. But I see where you're coming from. That's it, because then I'll be like, well, that's interesting to know. Nice to know that in wherever you know. You could, you guys can only Pakistan, watch. Pakistan, you don't yeah. have, you don't have <laughs> yeah. like a freedom of so. media access. So, yeah. Well, that's what I was. That's what I wanted to clarify. I didn't know that okay. answer. Didn't know that answer. But speaking of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, yes, back to that. Yes, back to that. Speaking about Wonderboy Thompson, um, he's fighting. First of all, it's a fight night against Anthony Pettis, and I feel like it's a huge mismatch because I think Anthony Pettis is not big enough. Because Wonderboy Thompson's huge. He's this tall, lanky. You know, karate fighter mm. facing a taekwondo fighter, which is going to be cool. But Pettis isn't that big. Like Tony Ferguson is bigger than him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like Anthony Pettis isn't that big. So it's weird, but I think it's really cool. The UFC is doing all these awesome fights on fight nights, so they're just free to watch on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Um, with that being said, last week with Darren Till and Jorge Masvidal, that was so I called it. So I called it with one of my uh, one of my coworkers at work. I just said, "Hey man, I'm 
I think Masvidal's going to take it. And they're like, what? How do you think Masvidal's going to take it? I was like, look. Yes, Darren Till's strong. He's big. He's lanky. He's experienced. He has a, a lot of power. But he got shown up in the Woodley fight. And on top of that, you can see he's beatable. Not only is he beatable, he's beatable by himself with his, his, his weight cut draining him too much, which I still think it does, despite what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, his, I think he has two rough training camps. He comes into training camps with black eyes and bruises and cuts. And it's like, I understand you're having wars in the, in the gym. You probably shouldn't be having wars this close to an actual fight. No. And I think it takes some out of him. And, you know, he got knocked out in the second round. I mean, he's a monster, right? Like, he's huge. He's he's powerful. He's, again, experienced. He's all these things. But Masvidal has not just good striking, but Masvidal had, in my opinion, a more well-rounded toolkit mm. with the clinch, with the takedown, and all with all that other stuff with his ground game. But, I mean... At what point do you would you think a fighter needs to just move up a weight class? From losses, is it how they lose? Well, yeah, I would say it's it would be how they lose because I mean, if somebody, let's say, you know, they had a cardio issue, is that due to being already too heavy? Like, did they already move up in class? You know what I mean? And that's how they lost, or was True. it that they were like you were saying? You know, just rough training camps, whatever, they're gassed out by the time the fight comes in? Or is it due to injury? I mean, it really just depends on the situation. I mean, I feel like if you're a fighter who has... I'm, I wouldn't say as far as... yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying uh, shit cardio, but it's not up to par with a lighter weight class. Maybe you should consider going heavier. Not that those guys, you know... Not that they also have shitty cardio. I feel like they don't move as quickly, though. Obviously, they're heavier. They move a little bit slower. Um, You know, but I mean, if you're also a heavyweight and you feel like... uh, It's it's just, it's tough. I don't know. It really depends on the situation because then I guess I can say, oh, well, they're having a, a tough time in the heavyweight class because they're gassing out. And well, maybe they need to go down because their cardio is shit. But is it shit because they're maybe unhealthy? Because we've seen some jacked heavyweights, but then there were some, you know, guys with dad bodies, you know, and right, some beer guts in the heavyweight division. It's right? so some fried chicken guts. Yeah, I mean, it's heavyweight division. Yeah, it, I guess it really just depends on the, the situation and their overall health. I think it does. I mean, I feel like the weight class thing, moving up a weight class comes down to the cut. You know, I feel like a fighter shouldn't say like, shouldn't say anything along the lines of, I thought I was going to die. What? What? Like, that should not be in your vocabulary when you're talking about a thing you have to do every six months or four months or whatever, whenever you, Mm -hmm. you you fight as often as you do. Your weight cut should be as painless as it is gsp never really had a bad cut because gsp always fought around what he normally weighed at right so that was perfect yeah you know um tj dillashaw has a has a mad scientist for a dietitian so he's able to have perfect weight cuts and feel fine mm. you know you have you have guys who who can do these cuts and, and, but girls have the same problem cyborg is on record for saying she she like walks along the 
line of death whenever that happens, you know? Like, she talks about how she, she actually had it recorded, and she was shaking and having tremors and, and or seizures or something, and uh, Joanna uh, Junjacek had the same thing, where she was having problems during, during one of her weight cuts. Yeah. And she was having problems, like severe problems. Max Holloway, remember he got pulled from a fight because mm-hmm. he was slurring his words, and they were saying this happened during the weight cut. Yeah, there's, I think, I think that's the that's the test, that's the litmus. If it's not a matter of how tough you are to get through a weight cut, it's a matter of how much does it take out of your body. And if you're going through that, I would say this is no, this shouldn't be the standard for how you cut weight. Yeah. And I feel sure. like I feel like that's a, that's that's a popular thing to say because I feel like a lot of fighters say the same thing about yo weight cuts need to change man weight cuts are weight cuts kill people. There's been I think two weight cuts on record both in China that have actually killed they they, they died in the wake up. No shit. Yes. Never not a fight that killed them. In this oh, I was going to say if it was it was it this sport though like an MMA. It was MMA. It was a wake up. Two weight cuts gone bad. I think I know one was in China. I don't know where the other one was, but I mean, you have weight cuts causing this, not not the fights, not the submissions, not the knockouts. Not saying that you don't have CTE for the rest of your life and you're slurring your words in eight years, but I am saying weight cuts are on paper the most deadly thing to fighters, and I think that's that's the number one number one thing. Kind of in the theme of everything with with. Uh, training while hurt and weight cuts and all this other fucking bullshit we've been talking about. What do you think for self, for, for everyday people? So for everybody listening, for you and me, for people who just train at a dojo, I train at BJJ or Muay Thai. I go to an MMA gym. I do whatever, kickboxing, whatever it is. What kind of training do you think they should do in your opinion? Should they be going hard, full waza every day, take it out on each other, take it out on the, on the bag and, and stuff like that? Or should it be drill techniques for one week and then hard conditioning the next week and then back to soft drilling technique and then katas only and then full waza spar week and then like what, what do you think would be the best process for well it's, normal everyday people yeah no i it well it's exactly that right i mean you want to be able to first off trust your instructor your sensei or whoever to teach you to the best of their ability you know in case a situation does come up you are prepared to defend yourself, right? So you going half waza or whatever, every time you go to class, I feel like doesn't cut it. Um, I think it is smart, you know, one week, you know, hey, let's just get the form down, right? Then the next week, all right, like, we're going to go hard. Um, Just go to war. Uh, You know, because people need to get used to that. Not that, I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll never happen in somebody's life. Hopefully. You know, it's kind of like that whole cliche movie thing where it's like, all right, you're now a black belt in this style, and I have taught you this style. That way, you would never have to use it. And it's like, what? But at least you're prepared. Right. You know, and you're physically, mentally conditioned for that moment when a punch does come. You are going to get hit. How are you going to react to that? You know, so, yeah, it's a little bit of both, man. You got to, you know, understand the ability being taught to you, the technique. And, you know, when you think you got it down or when your instructor thinks you got it down. All right. We're going to come at you full speed. Yeah. Full strength, full speed. 
see what happens. Yeah, I it's um I think there needs to be in my opinion a solid amount of drilling. I think drilling is kind of the key cuz I feel like it's too much rushing technique or too much application of technique mm-hmm. and not enough of drilling the technique. And I, I apply this to hockey where it's you teach somebody how to do something and they do it a few times. And they go, okay, cool. Let's do it full speed now. It's like, what? Yeah. And it's like, okay, now we're going to play a game and do it there. What? No, you need to drill it. You need to drill it. Yeah. You need to drill it. You need to drill it. You need to drill it. It needs to be boring and repetitive. You need to drill it. You need to drill. I mean, in hockey, it doesn't need to be boring and repetitive and in uh, martial arts but just a, a concept i have from hockey is just you do it slow methodical slow methodical mm-hmm. slow methodical slowly pick up the speed but still methodical slowly pick up the speed still methodical yeah and then only then after it's just oh you can start doing this at any speed now we do drills at 100 percent. let's go yeah and then only after doing that for a bit it's game time let's see how you can do this in a game yeah that's how I look at it with with martial arts training. But what what's really what really sucks is that you can spend all these hours training, all these hours drilling, and you can forget it because it's muscle memory, right? You can you can forget a lot of it, and I feel like you know, both of us probably have forgotten a large amount of certain techniques. Oh, for sure, definitely not all of them. There's definitely a good amount that I yeah. still instinctively know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you could also spend half of that time in a gun range. Yeah, and that brings up this third point, this final point I wanted to mention, of your opinion for guns as self defense versus self defense martial art. Now I know guns are legally much more different uh, because of the complications and the consequences of your actions with a gun, mm-hmm. and also the ability to get possess and transport yourself with a gun. Right, I understand that, but I'm talking about the actual logistics of a situation. You know what I mean? All right. Well. Let's think about the movie uh, John Wick, right? So, I mean, the dude clearly is trained beautifully in martial arts. Um, You know, it's again, I feel like my answers are always the fucking same, by the way, where I say it just depends, man. It depends on the situation, because if you and I like the distance we're at right now, what would you say? Four feet or so? Mm -hmm. Three and a half, four feet? I mean... Sure, we can pull out a gun on each other, right? Get the job done quick. But I feel like by the time I reach for a gun, what could you be doing to prevent me from doing that? I would throw this at you immediately. Exactly. I would throw this glass bottle at you immediately. Probably throw both of these at you immediately. I would just shove everything at you immediately, and then I would just jump on you. Yeah, exactly. But you would get physical, though. Well, yeah. that's At least try to disarm me. I know how to be physical better than shoot a gun. Right. Well, here's the thing. A gun is good for long distance stuff. Not that it's bad for short range, but I feel like if you're trained where the gun is literally on your head, the guy's, you know, robbing you or something, it's good to know how to disarm somebody in that situation. I mean, if you're the attacker, right? Let's say you're the one defending yourself with the gun. Right. Again, it's, you know, I guess at that point it is what it is, but I feel like... It's like, oh, right. well, what if your hands start trembling? Because you're like, holy shit, I'm in a situation where I have to use this fucking gun. It's right. not, I'm not at a gun range right now. People have those thoughts, though. Right. It's like everybody now is getting their, you know, gun permit. And the only time they're ever really shooting it is at a gun range. Yeah. 
how often are these people in a situation where they have to use that gun to save themselves in a dire situation? It happens. It I'm not ha- saying it, it doesn't. Happen. It does happen. It does happen. But how often? Probably not often because you don't hear a lot of it. Because what if I had a knife on me? And this is another argument too. It's like I can also kill with a knife. You could kill me with this bottle if you knew where to strike me with it. Or you could just keep continuously bash me in the head with it until I go brain dead and bleed out. Right. You know, anything could be used as a weapon. I just feel like now when it comes to a martial arts, um, well, like a specific martial arts, do you mean like the no, actual just, physicality of it? Or I mean, are we using weapons? I'm saying as a martial artist, do you feel invalidated by the fact that somebody has a gun and can just say pop, pop? And that's my self-defense. It's the future, man. Well, the guns have been around for a long time. Well, I'm asking you because... Would- well, here's... Okay, so let, here let's let's go back in history, right? Like when... Okay. How about once upon a time in China? Yes. Right? Everybody's using swords and shit. But then all of a sudden, hey, these foreigners are coming over... Guns. ...with these metal rods and... Kung Fu, Kung Fu can't <laughs> win against guns. Exactly. And that that's was- not the first... Or the Tom Cruise movie. Uh, the Last Samurai. The Last Samurai. Right? Yes. Although he, although he was playing on the other side, he was trained and understood their traditions. Right. Understood the art of the sword, appreciated that. And I mean, they were all getting mauled, though, by those Gatling fucking... Yeah, yeah. Right at the end, just everybody just dropping. And it's like, yeah, what can you do? So it's good to know both. I think knowing how to... You know what it is? People... It's like a martial art, right? You learn it. But hopefully you learn it to appreciate the art of it. And I feel like a lot of gun enthusiasts do. That's where I was getting at. I feel like people should learn. Even if you're afraid of a gun, learn about it at least. I'm not saying to go get your permit, but you need to understand the mechanics of it. The damage that it does, you know, when being used. And um, I mean, maybe it'll change people's mentality on it. But as far as, you know, this versus this, here's the cliche answer. It really just depends, man. Because if you and I were 20 feet away, you right. know, what am I going to do? Run at you as you're getting ready to shoot me or vice versa? Right. I, th- you could just, we could shoot each other. So that's where the gun comes in handy. Right. If you and I are nose to nose, like, bitch, what do you say, motherfucker? <laughs> It's going to get physical unless right. you secretly pulled out a gun, put it to my stomach, and bam, just ended it. You know? It, it reminds me of uh, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> okay. When, no, I'm, this, so I, you'll probably appreciate this. So I love Super Smash Brothers, No Items, Final Destination, or Battlegrounds. That's it. 1v1. Let's, we're doing this fucking shit. Okay. Let's make this happen. That's it. Uh, when people play with ultimates or or items, all of a sudden you have weapons versus melee. There's an unfair advantage. Right. And I don't like that. I want a strict, we have an even ground, it's my skill versus your skill, we're fighting. Mm. I understand this is a self-defense situation, but my point remains the same where people miss with items. People miss with their smash ultimates. You know, they don't always hit. So there's always that. And then guess what? You get caught and you can still lose. It's happened. I've seen it. It's happened to me. I've done it to others. 
the the thing in that situation is that there's the harmony of opposites where it's a weird balance where you have this overpowering ability with a gun versus this non-great ability when you don't have a gun in in combat. However, once that gun is out of the equation, because they lost the tool, you are the tool. And now you are just as overly powered compared to that person with the gun as you were when you were the person when they had the gun. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? So it's not an equal field. It's a it's either one or the other. Um, I'll be honest. As somebody who practiced in a self-defense art, thankfully by two wonderful teachers, two wonderful senseis that had a very clear grip of reality. Yes. And knew you're fighting in the street. Do this move. Like, like grind the skin off on the asphalt because you're in the street. Do this move because you're going to be not on mats. Do this move because, you know what I mean? Like, look for this. Look for sand or dirt and rub it because that's, guess what? That's going to be available. Yep. Throw something in your, you have pockets Environments, for shit. man. Yeah, you know, thankfully we had senseis that, that understood the reality of self-defense, which is great, which is why that art was so f- useful, in my opinion. And it was still very traditional, which kept it fun. So there was, it wasn't just every, every engagement is life or death survive. It wasn't like that. So that's cool. That was a cool part of it. But uh, I think, I think from coming from that perspective, something about a gun is offensive to me because I think of it almost, and I know it's misguided because there is a lot of training involved, Mm -hmm. but I don't think of it as a martial art. I don't think of it as a physical skill that you have with your entire body. I know it is just like driving. Driving is a physical skill. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, because it's not the same level of suffering to learn that skill, it almost doesn't feel accredited the same way. Yeah. It's like, you didn't suffer on the mats like me. You didn't bleed and disjoint and fracture and pull and sprain all these things. You just, you know, pulled a trigger a few times and you went and had a beer. Just, you know, like <laughs> that was, so yeah. a part of it is feel just a little, you motherfucker. You know, yeah. you motherfuckers, like you were able to do attain something the same with less, less suffering. Right. It doesn't invalidate it, but it, it, it grinds that gear for me as a martial artist. But a part of me wants to really get into understanding how guns work because you're right. It's something that I need to be aware of because in today's world, that is the standard for combat. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's that or knives. You know, yep. not even knives, because I don't think a lot of people know how to fight with knives. I think a lot of people think they do, but not a lot of people know how to fight with knives. I think a lot of people think that they're MMA fighters at this point and want to go for single legs and and uh, ground and pounds, right? Or jujitsu and think everybody thinks they're mm-hmm. crazy. But it's a uh, it's something that I I want to give more respect to, and I know I cannot give it the full respect until I do it. Yeah. Kind of like motorcycles. I never really understood driving a motorcycle until I was taught how to ride a motorcycle. And now that I know how to ride a motorcycle, I have a way greater respect for motorcyclists on the road because I know exactly what it feels like to be in a fucking motorcycle. It's terrifying. Mm. So I totally get it now. And I know how hard it is. So when I see a motorcyclist doing something, some kind of trick or something, I go, oh yeah, that's really fucking hard. You know, I get it. It looks like a toy, but as somebody who sat on a motorcycle and rode it and switched gears and all this other shit, I get it now. So it makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah, that's my opinion. I and I was also going to say, I feel like everybody should invest in some sort of melee uh, 
self-defense weapon not necessarily a knife or anything like a blunt instrument um something that's portable you know compact you know you can keep it in your pocket something they sell like those metal um sticks it's got like a blunt end and then one that has somewhat of a point it's like a rounded yeah. point into you know what i mean like yeah. those it's put on a keychain yeah Chad has that. So, just something small enough to you know it, it doesn't take up a lot of space but like holy shit if you need it god forbid you can at least try to fight yeah you know so i i you know not even pepper spray but so, just something some sort of blunt object invest in and and make sure it's legal too that's another thing yeah legal is you good. know yeah legal is good anyways thanks for listening everybody yeah <laughs> follow me on twitter and instagram and linkedin and you should tell people your youtube page because you haven't mentioned that yet oh i think i mentioned it like when we first started yeah yeah so for those who perhaps just started listening to our podcast um i also have a youtube channel uh which is primarily gaming i do a lot of let's plays and you can find me at uh microscopics so oh and it's spelled m-i-k-r-o-s-e-o-p-i-x microscopics micro m-i-k-r-o scopics yeah with a with an x word word have fun enjoy the fights everybody yeah peace Put the mic in front of your face. In front of your face. Yeah. Whoops. Ooh. Yeah. Break things. All right. You good? <clears throat> Let's say something. What's up? Nice lamp. Thank you. It's not mine. Oh. Say more things. Uh. Oh, man. I'm sorry I broke you. That's okay. I felt so guilty, dude. Why? That's why I bought the the cream. I Dude, I was about to get you like a get well soon card and <laughs> shit. It's all right. This time... I mean, yes, the original injury was you, but the re-aggravation was me being stupid. That's all. (sighs)